Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Attention all loyal douchebags. This is Jesse May. This is Mike. Thank you for listening to the show. As always, you've already done so much, and yet here we are to ask you to do even more. We have a big favor to ask. Give us a five-star rating. That's it. Takes two seconds. Rate us for five stars, and go listen to the rest of the podcast. We love doing the show. We are happy to have you here with us. And I, when I started that sentence, I thought there was a second part to it. What she said. Please rate and <laughs> review the show. And with no further ado, enjoy. Oh. I'm all man when it comes to the crust. Yeah. SpaghettiOs is a soup. Wow. I'm a man of many earth tones. Oh. I think Cheerios are still hot. Cheerios? Cheerios are hot, babe. Ooh. It's like an avocado. It's raw. The deuce. Flex. Feel the burn. Guns. Is that uh, Hebrew on your left bicep? Here? Yeah. No, this is my mother's oh, no. handwriting. I see. Now I can see it a little more clearly. Yeah, now. no, it's my mother's handwriting. I used to have an were... Arabic necklace. Well, I still have it. It's, it says Yusuf in Arabic, and I have that back at my house. Humble I brag. See. Real you... gold. Oh, whatever. You know, they just mined it out of the out of the ground. It's, semi, it's precious metal, and I just I bought it, and they molded it in the shape that I wanted, and I just wear it around my neck. No biggie. It really is one of the most primitive things that we do as people. It's monkey behavior that we adorn ourselves with precious or or precious seeming rocks to impress other people. That we wear the pelts of of, of this animal or that animal to impress other people. It's like just goes to show we dress things up so much, no pun intended, to make it seem like we have evolved so much beyond caveman days. But what could be more caveman than to go get the shiniest rock and to put it on your chick's finger and just be like, look at that, I rule. Way to knock down the necklace that has the name of my dead dad on it. I know what it was. But you know you what? Know like uh-huh. We historically are attracted to shiny things because they represent water. That's the monkey brain, like diamonds or gold or anything glittery we're attracted to. Every person's pretty much attracted to because we have this an evolutionary tick in our brain that makes us equate that to water. So it makes us, it, oh. it's like life. Like we, we feel like it's life. I see. So there's a, there's a strange evolutionary reason behind us liking shiny objects. But I do agree with like the pelts, like, those were worn out of utility, and now the Kardashians wear them on the weekends. You know, it's interesting, and I know very few people, most people who can hear this cannot see this. I kind of match my background, and oh boy, oh boy, you could just about superhero blend into the wall behind you. It I know, is amazing. very, it's like- very creamy. You are, I, I wouldn't have called you creamy before, but your Pantone shade of you personally is is only a couple of ticks over on the Pantone dial from the wall behind you. Yeah, your, I'm a total um, vanilla luxurious. latte. I'm a tall drink of vanilla latte is what I'm hearing. Yeah, you're, you're light mocha. <laughs> I wish. I've heard people equate the color of their coffee to different and various people. 
my my makeup artist who is this beautiful mixed woman says she likes her coffee to look like Beyonce. I see. There were like <laughs> there were like two humble brags in that sentence. Were there? Well, yeah. My makeup I don't artist. Have a makeup ar- I don't have a makeup artist, and I'd like to think it shows. <laughs> <laughs> She's really talented. She also is my soul sister. Shout out to Nia. Hi, Nia. I love you, and I miss you. And I'm sure you're getting this message because we're cosmically connected. Do men feel cosmically connected like women do? Probably not, because that's our superpower. You guys don't have a direct connection to the source. That's one way of looking at it. Because we don't, you know, we don't you guys, and that's why you murdered us. No. Yeah, the hey, Salem the last witch, time? witch trials. Oh, because we were jealous of your connection to the Our, source. That's why, yeah. They called it hysterectomy because women were hysterical and you guys mm-hmm. ripped out our womb. Yeah. All we wanted you was just to listen to us. If you just listened to us, we'd be less hysterical. Right. Give that one a hysterectomy. Um, uh, oh, God damn. Oh, God. Oh. Brain fart? Are you experiencing a brain no. fart? No, I'm not. I'm trying to decide between two conversational paths, and they're both equally Take one. Enticing. Go. Here. Choose your own adventure. Okay. Go. I'm, I'm going. Speaking of being connected to the source, did you see where uh, Goldie Hawn has revealed that many decades ago she had a bona fide extraterrestrial experience? I kind of heard this a couple years ago, but when mm. you say bona fide, is she saying that she was probed? <laughs> a boner fide? No. I don't even know if no. aliens would call it a boner. They probably are asexual. They figured out how to, you know, keep the species going without needing to procreate because it exhausts you and it expends a lot of energy. They're much smarter than us. Right. Yeah. When they talk about the probing, they're usually talking about implements, not, not yeah. genitals. And they're like, right. if they're plucking people, they're plucking us up and they're doing experiments the same way we do with mice and monkeys mm-hmm. to further our yeah. our species. They're not pulling us up and giving us a tour of the ship. They're pulling us up and looking at our organs like, oh, this is interesting. I wonder if we add a little dye here, what could happen? Maybe we should zap this part and see what happens to them. Yeah. So did that happen to Goldie Hawn? As middle schoolers dissect frogs, so are we to our alien visitors. Yeah, there was that great um, Kids in the Hall sketch years and years ago. I don't know if you remember the kids in the hall a little bit. I never watched it. Is that something else I need yeah. to watch? Uh, oh, they're a real tough one. A lot of people will tell you no. A lot of people will tell you yes. I will tell you that in in my opinion, and I think you would probably agree with me, they are one of the most maddeningly inconsistent uh, comedy phenomena of all all time. Where it's like that band that you know, like has like two or three songs that you really like, so you go get the album because you're sure you'll like it because you like so many of their songs, and you're like, wow, that's all the good songs they have. Everything else is hot garbage. I'm not calling anything the kids in the hall did hot garbage, Sounds but like I it. am. I, but I am. Yeah, a lot of their stuff was to me very um, sticky and like weird for the sake of being weird. But at their best, like their 10 best skits are as good as anybody's 10 best skits. And they did this one where the two guys are, they're aliens that are visiting Earth, but they have the mentality of people stuck in dead end jobs. And the guy is like having a midlife crisis about like, <laughs> what does it all mean? And 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 the, the way that he expresses it is we've been coming here for, you know, 100 years or whatever, probing all of these human beings. And the only thing scientifically that we've discovered so far is that one in 10 doesn't seem to mind. 
to get probed. Yeah. I just spit all over Which my was, microphone. That's funny. I would, it's funny. I, would and it was, I would beg to differ that that uh, that percentage is a little higher. Well, I think yeah, that ratio was, is more like a 50-50 shot. Yeah, it was the 90s. And, and you know, one of the things that they had going for them, the kids in the hall, was that they they were you might consider that a little regressive compared to where we are today. They were actually very progressive in that regard. You know, not only did they have, um, I mean, that, that was my first exposure, I think, to like a normal gay character. There's a, there's an openly gay member of, of the cast. And I think it wasn't so much that we hadn't seen gay people or gay characters before, but like, if you think of, for example, Billy Crystal on soap playing a gay character, the gay character's character was that he was gay. You know what I mean? And like it was a one note. It was a one note story, or like Smithers on on The Simpsons for years. The joke was just like he's gay. That that's all there is to it. Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall was like had a fully formed persona, and he was not just happened to be gay. The gay thing was definitely a, a big piece of it. But the joke wasn't that he was gay. The joke was that he was a funny comedian who was gay. And then I think even more so, so risque seeming at the time there were the straight members like Dave Foley, for example, would occasionally in gay themed sketches play gay characters themselves. And I remember as a teen who kind of like got it. I was there. I liked the show going, wait, I thought he was straight. Is he gay too? Because it was so unfathomable that the straight guy would play gay, not to make fun of gay people, but just because like, yeah, I can play a pizza chef in this one and I can play a gay guy in that one. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that I can make pizza either because I made pizza in a, in a skit one time. It was very progressive. And yet you're right. I'm sure if we look at it nowadays, we would we would find it a little quaint and dated in their sexual politics. And so Goldie Hawn got probed by an alien. She said that when she was 20 years old, she was working as a dancer. I don't get it. She said she was a dancer in Anaheim, California, which either means you worked at Disneyland or you were a stripper. Like, you've got to distinguish between the two. I think it's obvious if she's saying she's a dancer, there's very mm-hmm. limited jobs. It's either Alvin Alley or... Elvin's yeah. club in an alley. Right. It's like if you say, like, I punch people for a living in Las Vegas. You're either a boxer or you're a mob enforcer. There's, like, no in-between. You can't say that because it just, it implies two, one of two diametrically opposed things. And I'm not against her being a stripper. Goldie Hawn is still a looker, and she's so fun. Her, her mm-hmm. energy radiates, and I watch everything that she does. But this is interesting because yeah. 20 years old, you're not, if she were to say this happened to her in her youth, even like 12, I would doubt it. But 20 years old, you're all there. But then again, we have to place this in this time. And this was what year? Mm-hmm. The 70s, 60s? Uh, Well, she's 77 now. So, so this like, would have been in like, like 1912. Yeah, late 60s. So a lot of drugs. We're we're talking Manson style drugs. We're talking MK Ultra. She was doing all the things. Okay, so what does it say? So she wanted, she had already stated to herself the intention. She'd put it out there into the universe oh, that it. she wanted to someday meet extraterrestrials. I'm here for this. And she says, uh, three or four months later, now she was dancing in West Covina. Oh wow. There is no there is no Disneyland in West Covina, so we've narrowed down the number of the nature of the dancing she may have been doing. And um, she says she became very tired. She asked a friend if she could take a nap 
in his car. I don't know why. I could have just laid down on the bleachers, she said. But after getting in the friend's car, some mysterious force in the universe guiding her every move, she says, I heard this strange noise, this high-pitched sound in my ear, this high frequency. She looked at the car window. She saw two or three triangular-shaped heads. They were silver in color. Those were the LSD pills. Tiny little, tiny, it sounds like Michael Jackson so far. Tiny little nose, no ears. She says, uh, they were pointing at me as if they were discussing me. And they were droning. They were making this noise. She said she was unable to move. She felt paralyzed. And um, I thought she said at some point that one of them actually reached out and touched her. I saw that in the headline. I don't see that in the body of this text. Maybe I'm just missing it. Anyway, she was willing to dismiss it as a dream. After all, she was fucking sleeping when it happened. But she said later on, as she heard other people's um, UFO alien encounters, and so many of them lined up so exactly with hers, the same earless heads, the same pinched mouths, the same triangular gray-shaped heads, the same droning, super high frequencies of speech, she came to the only logical conclusion that she had had an encounter with aliens. I would beg to differ that everybody in that era had an encounter with aliens. And you know, I, yeah. I don't think it's that far-fetched. It seems a lot of people have the same story. Whether it happened yeah. or not, we don't know, but people believe they happen. And I'm a firm believer, if you believe something, it's your truth. So this is Goldie Hawn's truth. We can't take it away from her. Well, but that's not really the point, is it? No, this is no, her point, truth. She Are the aliens pointing through this through the window at her while she's sleeping, like she's some sort no, of creature. She was in her own po- vivarium about to be dissected. Yeah. Yeah, she was encountering sleep paralysis. <laughs> I mean, this is this or is, that. It's fair it's fairly obvious what was what was going on here. Um and, and it even sort of has the motive for that, that she had willed this to happen. She wanted this to happen so badly that her her imagination uh, filled in the blanks. What I find so interesting is, um, and I'm not, I'm not a UFO non-believer, but I would count myself as a UFO skeptic until Johnny Alien comes walking through my front door. I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm always going to fall back to the easier logical position, which is that they are not aliens and that these things can be explained through more mundane explanations. What I find interesting is these aliens, they're supposedly millions of years ahead of us in terms of their development and their technology. Their shit has somehow developed quite a bit in the last 50 to 70 years and it always seems to jibe with the contemporary human understanding of what they're supposed to be like in the 1950s the 1960s it was flying saucers we don't hear much about flying saucers anymore you're telling me saucer technology was as far as the aliens were able to take it in 1950 but now they've got shit they can dart around at eight times the speed of anything our brains can comprehend that's a little convenient seems like every Everybody who met an alien between 1967 and 81 met these gray dudes with the with the little black eyes and the tiny little mouths and the triangular head. And now we don't hear about those anymore. Isn't that interesting? Did the aliens evolve that much in the last 30 years, I ask you? I mean, maybe they have. I think the bigger question 
And mm-hmm. the bigger statement and takeaway is if Goldie Hawn can will herself to have an alien abduction, then everyone else can will themselves to get up off the couch and get a job and make it so that oh, dang. planes are almost crashing in the air. Let's all get back to work. That's what I take away from that. If, you, if, wow. if Goldie Hawn can will herself to be abducted, mm-hmm. you can will yeah. yourself to get a hired are you going to attack people for avocado toast? Like, where's this coming from? Well, it's I don't just a thought understand. I had. It's a, it's a, I know a spot. It's the power of the mind. It's like, if you can will yourself to do anything, like getting abducted by an alien, well, think about all the endless possibilities. You could will yourself to become yeah. a better person. Let's start simple. Right. You could will yourself to exercise more. You could will yourself to show up in your community more. Heck, you could even will yourself to perhaps... You know, whatever the thing is, the point is, is if she just manifested this from her mind and she Mm. felt it happen and it happened for her, the Mm. possibilities are endless. The possibilities are endless. Find your own private Benjamin. Oh, and by the way, I did a little searching. Goldie Hawn's an actually trained dancer, so we're both assholes. She was a... She's been a trained dancer her entire life. She started ballet and tap dance lessons, tap dance lessons at three. She also yeah. was in the ballet Rosis de Monte Carlo production of the Nutcracker in 55. She even danced alongside Liza Minnelli. She is quite an accomplished woman. So she was not a stripper. She was actually a trained dancer. I mean, I kind of figured that when they said that she was dancing somewhere and she could have taken a nap on the bleachers. You don't have a lot of stripping going on in the middle of parks and high school football fields. Yeah, like what, where are you dancing that there's bleachers? Isn't yeah. that just a cheerleader? So I don't I was know what kind of productions to, have bleachers. I was excited what? to tell you this art, uh, this life imitates art story from ferris bueller's day off but you still haven't finished watching it you still don't know how it ends we tackled that yeah no but, but there's episode new, there's, or two there's news there's news from there's the Roy, real, there's there's ferris there's bueller's brussels there's ferris, ferris brussels day off news. news yeah but i can't even tell you about it can i guess what the news is yeah there's a sequel no no it's got nothing to do with that something something that could very well have happened in the movie happened involving one of the main actors from the movie. Would it be relevant to me? Do you want to tell me or do you want to tease it and then save it? No, I want to tell you. <laughs> okay, tell me. How, you want how, to far, tell me. how far did you make? How, what, what do you tell me? What I you, made it to tell me, tell me your Ferris Bueller. I made it to the almost to the catalyst, which is about 12 minutes in. So you started Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, I started and got to the catalyst. And then uh, a Wait, bird the... flew by my window. And then you just went and chased it around and that was the end of it? And then I cleaned out my closet and then I did a couple loads of laundry. Then Why I probably just... sent about 45 emails, probably wrote a little of my own script and then mm-hmm. probably ate some snacks standing up because I have a hard time eating sitting down because it makes me feel like I'm not being productive enough. So I stand up and shove sandwiches right. into my mouth in the kitchen. Uh-huh and all of which could have been accomplished with ferris bueller's on in the background it's not like a movie you really like like if you duck out for a second you'll probably be able to catch up with what's going on he's cutting school yeah no i want to finish the whole thing i want to finish the whole thing so if Uh this is something that is big news i would enjoy after watching ferris bueller then save it i will save Save it it. what about what about the you know what is interesting to me Mm. is the frog thing 
There's a, there's, there's news in the frog world. There is big news. What what is there's the news, bi- Jesse? That female frogs fake their death to avoid having sex, and all I have to say mm-hmm. is same. All I have to say is same. Yeah. This is groundbreaking. Female frogs mm-hmm. fake their death to avoid sexual interactions. A new study has found. Is it a new study, or is it a study that has existed since the dawn of sex? How many times do we have to tell you guys it's not that interesting all the time? And if I have to roll over and play dead, I'm going to. Right. Even if I'm a frog. So this makes knew, me feel so heard and seen. They knew that um, frog females possess the ability to play dead rather convincingly. It's one of their like last ditch survival mechanisms to if they feel like they're under attack from a predator. A lot of creatures do that. Right. There's so many creatures in the animal kingdom. Even goats. The dying goats are my favorite. Hmm. There's so many creatures that play dead to avoid dying. This is playing dead to avoid being penetrated by the opposite sex. And well, I think it's magical and poetic. Two and I things. feel very connected to the frogs. Two things. First of all, if I understood this article correctly, it's pretty remarkable because playing dead, you know, like I, if I have kids, they, they they play dead. What do you do? You tickle them. And then, you know, they, they pretend that they're asleep and then you tickle them and, and then they, they, they obviously can't resist reacting to that. And that's how you blow up their spot. This playing dead thing is is a next level uh, ability where I think they are able to play so dead that they cannot respond to stimulation. Like you could come up on a frog that is playing dead and go boo, like right, and it's here, and it won't jump. It's really, really good at playing dead. Yeah, That's- it says that these these female frogs will fend off unwanted male attention in the form of imita- intimidation, harassment, and even forced sex from the males. So they have to deal with all of that. Yeah, we and doing this they, or what? Exactly. They, It's a risk for them because this species has something that some other species have it's called amplexing and that's when the male actually attaches to the female Uh. and it's dangerous because that's how a lot of the females can die yeah and so this is a result of them essentially not wanting to die yeah but it's a fun article title uh to the surprise of researchers from the natural history museum of berlin the female frogs have tactics to escape they've got a couple tactics basically these girls went to like self-defense classes and they learned ways To avoid getting frog raped. I just can't believe that there's there's frog rape. That that shocks me. Well, no, no I mean the animal kingdom is 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 brutal. They're a bunch it's of so they're, brutal. They're a bunch it's of like, animals. Hide your kids, hide your amphibs. Um, These frogs out here raping everybody. But does the article say does it does it work? It I'm does guessing. work. It actually works. It depends on the tactics they use. So they I'm guessing put a bunch of females. They're just laying there while the male frog does his thing, which has kind of got us back to square one of where you started on this. Well, they have a couple different tactics that they use. So they put a bunch of female frogs in of the 54, I guess they put in there. 33% played dead. Mm. 33% played yeah. dead. I'm thinking, and that's I'm think, basically I'm thinking, I'm thinking the through my dating life. That about tracks. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like the equivalent of us dead fishing. Yeah. It's the same thing. I never knew I was so... I'm a frog. I'm literally a frog. It's just funny. Like you think like if you kiss Mm -hmm. a male frog, he turns into a prince. But if you try to kiss a female frog, she's going to turn into a carcass. That's essentially what happens here in this corner of the animal kingdom. So 33% play dead. Yeah. And what you were saying before, they experience a tonic immobility. So it they have their outstretched limbs 
completely stiffened and they're unable to respond to stimuli. The other tactics they have are body rotation, Mm -hmm. which which 83% attempted. Which is what? That's when they rotate their bodies to avoid getting mounted by these frogs. Oh, I see. It's like they're playing sex tag and they're trying to... To, it's like, they're, yeah, playing, it's like they're, a, they're playing frog flag sex football. Yeah, it's like it's like basically what's that game with the spinny thing and you lay twister. the mat on the floor? Twister. Yeah, it's frog twister. They play frog twister. And so they have body rotation, they also play dead, and then they also do these squeaks or, or calls. Like literally they're they're calling for help. But a majority of what they do yeah. is this body rotation thing. Yeah. I back and them. I back them. You gotta you gotta romance the frog, or else you don't get the you frog. Gotta, you, you gotta, gotta you romance, gotta romance the, frog. the frog. What's the I fun mean, in it? Once you, hey, look, when you, we were all young bucks at one point, but once you become a man, a real a man, a, a, a man, you you want you want the you want the frog to so you want the frog to surrender. You want the frog to to offer it frog self up to, to you to yes to to open yeah. up to you. That's right. And you know what? I had I had another thought, Tully. I had another uh, thought. Uh-huh. These male frogs become yeah. physically attached yeah. to the female, right? And you guys call us needy. Clingy, we're clingy, but you got yeah, right. These frogs are yeah. the neediest of needy. Yeah. they're so needy that their needy neediness can kill the female. Yeah. It's like back up. Yeah, there would be a metaphor in there were it not for the fact that in the human species, women are clingier than men. Are we? Well, that's because of oxytocin. That's women release oxytocin almost every time we're intimate. You guys only release it when you fall in love. mm, So, yeah, the the odds are against us. That's got to be so weird. It's weird. It's very weird to have because, like, I've been with like some real dingbats where I've been like, (laughs) (laughs) I've been like, yeah, man, this is awesome. This is really cool. I'm very pleased with how this evening turned out. But like. Whew. could you imagine dating this woman like i will be respectful i will make you coffee i will you know i mean everything i'm not i'm not here to disrespect anybody i'm not here to disrespect anybody much less somebody who came who i welcomed into my home much less somebody who had sex with me i'm not here to disrespect anyone but let's get real we're never going out that is ridiculous i want to be there i want to have that feeling i want to feel that moment where i'm with a guy and i'm like yeah he's cute the moment's right i i, I don't know i like his mustache and we're gonna do it it's just whatever it's saturday night and i'm young and who gives of shit and then you're like no maybe this maybe this is the one (laughs) what the hell i know it's biological but it's it's so insane i can't imagine my biology telling me to do something that is so patently stupid well that's why it's important for uh, everyone to inform themselves but there's so much information for you to know yeah and inform yourself on in every area to become aware to why you do the things you do. It's very important. Knowing is, knowing is half the battle. And I've heard uh, Nikki Glaser say that this is one of the reasons why if it's casual sex, she prefers anal because it's an end around to the oxytocin thing. I don't think that that's scientific. And also that's a, <laughs> that's a, to me, that's a personal problem. <laughs> I, thought it- I don't know if I put all that out there. Literally yeah. and figuratively, but okay. Here's here's a question: um, If you are 
I'm trying to think of, okay, let's just say, let's just say you're at, like, I remember, like, one time I got to stay at a really, really nice hotel in Aspen, Colorado, and it shouldn't matter where it brag. was. And it should, and this is a total brag. I didn't, I didn't pay for it. Um, my, it was actually sort of weirdly insulting because um, the one guy, the, the Wizard of Oz who pulled all the strings programming wise at Sirius XM, decided it was very important for somebody to go and interview some skier or whatever. And it was obvious to everybody who was executing that order. He told the person under him and that person told the person under them. It got all the way down to me. And it was like, Hey, can you get on a plane and go interview this skier? The only person in that entire chain, including the skier who thought that was a good idea was the guy who ran Sirius XM. Even the skier was like, I don't know. Why does he want to touch? I don't know. It's kind of weird. If you want to speculate about why a grown man was really obsessed with this one really, really good looking professional skier from Monaco. Hey man, I'm not, I don't, I know, I don't know what goes on in people's minds and people's bedrooms. But anyway, this one guy, this older guy who ran serious was really interested in this one skier guy. So much so that like, you need to get on a plane and you need to fly to Aspen and you got to interview this guy. It's very, it's a very important from the top programming directive that we interview a guy who nobody in America has ever fucking heard of and it was a last minute thing and i looked and all of the hotels in aspen were booked except for i think it was the saint regis Whatever except for was, the comedy condo it was there the was one, one comedy condo available it was the one it was right at the bottom of the slope jesse i forget how much it cost it was over a thousand dollars a night i know that it was crazy oh. and it was cool in, in, from in in the in a limited scope that like oh this is cool this is my job I got to fly there it's very easy work the skier guy was was a sweetheart I had no problem I I had to interview him many times it was an it was an imperative programming wise many many times for Sirius XM for me to talk to this one guy why I don't know I could speculate but I would just be speculating but they're like you need to go like tomorrow so there was no hotels left like the last minute flight to aspen the only hotel room is like tomorrow at the saint regis or whatever like i spent like more money than i made for sure in a month maybe in two months going to do and so it was like in a, in a, in a bigger sense it was like a little bit insulting to me that i was like oh this is way more important than i am and wait, why the fuck did I bring this up? Shit, shit, yeah, shit, wait, shit, why, shit. Yeah, I was waiting for the it to round out. We were talking oh, about... Oh, okay, I remember. Okay, it's so dumb. I can't believe I went down that road. Here's why. <laughs> so when I was there... <laughs> I'm here like, okay, I'm gonna wait for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was there, there's like a really, really fancy spa there. So let's just say you're in uh, a hotel that's like, like total one percent or everybody there super rich and cool and they're there to see and be seen and you're going into the lady spa but the entrance to the lady spa is right by the entrance to the guy spa and there's a guy and he's like okay he's like a, a six a six point four and whoops total accident you know he didn't do it on purpose the the his clothes come off his little you know dressing gown uh jacket comes off his dressing gown? Yeah. What is, like, is it the 1800s? Is he Ebenezer Scrooge? His little whatever the hell you wear going into. I don't, I've never even been in a, in, 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 a, in a fancy spa like that. I know in Japan they would just wear Like those. a robe? Yeah. Like what, is that what you wear going in? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to start calling it a dressing gown is all He's, I know. A towel. Whatever. I'm going to walk in and say, hello, I'm Lady Genevieve. I, when, I'm ready to receive my dressing gown. <laughs> Here's my question. If a random... Dude, dick in a respectable situation comes unveiled. Do you peek at it? 
Wow, it's such a long walk to get to that question. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm still like stuck in, back in the forest of the yeah. dressing robe forest. Mm-hmm. The the lion, the witch, and the dressing robe. Because the... Take your time. <laughs> Wait. Mm-hmm. Do I look at a a peen that has popped out? My point is, it's in like this super respectable, you know what I mean? It's not like some guy's pants fall down outside of a porta john at a construction site in West Covina. Where so this just guy's like, not flashing me. This the this, peen you, fell you, out. You know it isn't. You know it is an accident. And this is like a, it's like a classy. It's like a classy. It's a place. dressing robe joint. And the guy is like, he's not. Yeah, no, you probably wouldn't. You, you probably wouldn't be like, oh wow, I really want to get to know that guy. He's so attractive. But you also wouldn't be like, never, ever, ever. That guy's gross. I don't care how cool, how nice, how rich, how whatever. He's just like he's 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 okay. He's a tiny little bit better than okay. The only way I'm looking at a loose peen mm-hmm. is if my eye direction was already there. My eye direction never goes there uh-huh. naturally. Yeah. It's the scariest creature on earth. So I tend to avoid eye contact with it. Full with, stop. With penises. With peens. Full stop. <sighs> yeah. I've been taking a little informal poll on this. It's no pun intended. But, but I think that's going to change. You've taken a poll on people seeing peens? That's, a, that's just, alliteration. Because like if I'm at the Hotel St. Regis in Aspen... At the dressing robe. And, and we're outside of the At the, the spa, dressing robe. And a lady's got her dressing <laughs> robe on. And this lady's like, uh, you know, some like slightly overweight sales lady who's treating herself. And she's like 58 years old. Like, I am checking every single time the dressing robe falls off. And I speak That's for, the difference between us. Yeah. Well, no, no, but you, that, that's not between you and I. That's every, every man. Maybe there's a handful no, of men. No, that's what I mean. I mean yeah. between maybe, men and women. Maybe there's a handful of men who are evolved enough to resist the temptation, but make no mistake, they are resisting the temptation out of respect. I just lack that impulse control and or respect. And I want to know what that is. I understand that women are not as driven in a direct visual sense sexually, as men are, but the chasm between the way that we are, the way our visuals are touched, are attached to our sexuality and the way women's are or are not is so stunning to me. And in the same way, what made me think of this is in the same way that I cannot relate to the oxytocin thing, I cannot relate to not just wanting to go, oh, there's a dick, let me see. Oh, no way. That's like, a very dividing factor between the genders. And, yeah. and that's the scientific split between the genders that no way, any way you cut the cake, it's always going to come that way. No matter what, it, it, it seems to be that men mm-hmm. will look at things like that yeah. 10 times out of 10. And women, I think, is probably a 3 out of 10. Right. Maybe okay, if there's a perverted one, it's a, it's a, it's a 5 out of 10. But... What's the you difference? know you do, guys do, are do, meant to propagate. We're do, we're yeah. not. You're supposed to keep the castle walls up. Yeah, we keep the castle walls up, and if there's one, you know, one man can propagate an entire village. Yeah. So you're meant to look at who you're propagating, and you don't have the same 
standard system that women have. Sure, men do map for genetic compatibility, but a women's system is so much more finely tuned and innately so. Okay, so do you and have- we don't even, And that goes back to like us not even knowing why we do the things and why it's important for you to look into certain people that you're attracted to and why do you keep attracting them from a physical standpoint. Uh, do you have friends- Girl, lady, no. lady, friends. Oh, I thought that was the only question. No, I don't. Do you have Next question? La- me neither. I went out on a man date the other night, and it's so weird. Excuse me, it's so weird. Do, hicc- do you still have the hiccups from it? I don't even want to know why. I don't know. Am I supposed to text him <laughs> and say I had a really good time? Like yes! I want to. I want to be friends. No. Oh wait. Okay, so we have to go back to that. So wait to answer your first question. Hold your thought. We kind of answered it, but I was thinking when you were talking about this, yeah. all the times that I've seen a peen out of the blue. Yeah. And it's it's only happened two or three times in my life. Mm-hmm. First time was the first time I ever saw one. And it was attached to a mentally challenged man charging me in the street. Right. Not see, violently. See, that's why I spent five minutes talking about going to the St. Regis in Aspen, because that's not the situation that I'm talking about. I'm totally talking different. About, I'm talking about cl- the classiest of dick accidents. Yeah, this is a very, that's a classy dressing gown evening yeah. e- exposure. This is right. a upstate New York summer day and yeah. a man charging me, not because he wanted to show me his peen, he just, his shorts were just too small. Yeah. This was not a this was not an exposure. This was just a poorly fitted outfit. I see. But then I was thinking other moments where it was an accident and I could not find one in my collective memory cache mm-hmm. because I have never seen that happen as an accident. It's always been right. besides the gentleman I'm discussing, it's always been a purposeful thing or yeah. the one other exception happened recently within the past calendar year where I exited at a CVS and there was a t- very tan man. I'm not sure if he was a, uh, um, uh, I don't know what he was, but he was so tan. He was the tannest man I'd ever seen. And this he was is lying not the, down. This is not the tan man who was uh, cutting down Christmas trees in New Jersey. No, this was a tan man who had his Christmas tree hanging out of his pants in front of the CVS on Sentinella and Venice Boulevard. See, I'm back. A nap. I'm back. Napping. In me, I'm back in me so hard because I was. I, I went to such a great length to draw a distinction between those sorts of. Which, like, okay, as a guy, I'm. If that's a. If that. If that's a very very tan lady outside of the CVS, yes, I'm still looking every single time, and so are pretty much every single everybody other else. Man. And I understand. I. I understand why the, we're the, like those that. Those are totally different. But like, do you have you? So you do have female friends who you think would want to check out a, a distinguished penis outside of a spa in Aspen? Maybe one out of ten. Mm-hmm. I have to be honest. Maybe one out of ten. What's the difference? What what do you, what what's their angle? That's different. I, from I think yours? most of them would say the same thing. It's not a good looking. It's not a good looking creature. And women have an emotional mm-hmm. connection to it, where a lot of the bad events and occurrences in their life have had that. Uh, that 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 body part attached to it, so they have a bad connection to it emotionally. So they're so, not going to be attracted to it. So it's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. our brains are so different, and I can't recollect a time where I just took a gander. It's always been a a gentle giant charging me. It's been this homeless man who just was napping, and I don't know if that was like the equivalent of like sunning your 
perineum. I'm not sure. Maybe uh-huh. there's some science to sunning your, your peen. I don't know. We'd have to ask Huberman Labs about that. And the only other time I can think of it... No, there's been... I, I, I have to say, it, it's a no for me. I've never... Yeah. Never looked. And it's been a thing that's been an accident. It's always been a circumstance of either homelessness or bad shorts. For some reason, this reminds me of one final news story that I want to bring up, which is the woman who went on some oh, pod, God. some podcast in England. I'd like to credit them. Yeah, even this though, isn't... Even though it doesn't matter at all. The woman oh, um, said that she... <sighs> Her friend, her boyfriend's penis was a fixer-upper, essentially, and that she did a weekly Q-tip cleaning. Oh no! Every every week for three years. Nope. To get rid of twenty years of buildup. It's an it's a hard pass for me. Yeah, there's something you need professional help if you. Well, what town is this that she doesn't realize that there are literally other fish in the sea? What yeah. and and what is this guy providing for her <sighs> no, that well, is keeping her around? I have so many questions. Also, yeah, what was her what was her childhood like? It, it, it's she belong. You know what this woman should do mm. is she should take this energy and become a nurse because. She's a caretaker. This woman's a, she's a magician. She just doesn't realize it. She's wasting all of her magic on this one guy. And he probably knows how amazing and accommodating and caring she is. And he's making it so that he gets all that. Yeah. And this is just one of the many things she does for him. It just happens to be the most disgusting thing I don't think, I've I don't ever think, heard I don't in my life. I think they're still together. And I also think that find me Freaking somebody- hope. Find me somebody who goes the ludicrous extra mile to baby somebody else, and Ugh. I will, and I will show you an adult baby who does not appreciate it and instead takes it for granted. The two just yes. are the two go for hand sure. in hand with one another. So this woman, I'll, I'll say it's the the hookup podcast with D Salmon and Pip Rasmussen. So I'm pretty sure not a lot of pips on this British. side of the pond. Yeah, exactly. They're like, you clean his wing. Now, what do you do? Use a Q-tip. Now, it's rather gross there. What are you doing that for, love? She said the foreskin on his penis didn't go all of the way back. He had no. gone to a doctor. They couldn't really do anything to help it. And he got, he, he just, he sort of turned off to his own genitals. He said he couldn't even confront his own penis. He didn't even masturbate because he was so grossed out by this. But this woman never saw a fixer upper that she couldn't improve. And so that's the problem. We have to stop. Look, if you are any woman out there listening, please, yeah. right. please listen to me. Yeah. If you are continuously finding yourself being a fixer-upper to men. This is a mm-hmm. very specific heterosexual exchange. This is a transactional conversation we're having. I am a heterosexual woman. This is who I'm speaking to. Sis, you need to apply to be an RN. You need to apply to be some sort of doctor because you are a natural caretaker and you're wasting your energy on, like what Tully said, a taker. This guy's just going to take and take and take all of that care. I'm sure you're plucking his nose hairs. I'm sure you're trimming his his toenails. All this stuff. 
the only case where this makes sense is if this man is physically incapable, has suffered some horrible disease, an accident, or some traumatic, horrific situation where he can't do this himself. The only other scenario and the only other option for you is to become an RN and break up with this guy. And instead, she used a, a Q-tip and lube. No! Once a week. No! For three years. Oh, look, we're really getting it back far now. No. I can, I can fix you. And when I fix you, I will have fixed myself. Exactly. Yeah. Stop fixing other people. If you find yourself continuously trying to fix other people, yeah. you're avoiding doing the inner work yeah. to fix yourself. That's right. Stop cleaning mm-hmm. his, 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 I don't even want to say what the word is that she's cleaning because it makes me want to gag. Yeah. Stop cleaning the peen and go yeah. apply to be an RN. And get some mental, emotional help and start, start using your love Q-tip to clean the your gunky soul. the gunky pain inside your soul. Yeah, clean the gunky pain inside your soul from our lips to God's ears. And hey, guys, I don't know if this episode has it as a as a sponsor, but we've had it before. Yeah, check out Better, Better Help. It's fantastic. <laughs> that one's free and necessary. <laughs> that one's a free ad drop for you guys. <laughs> Are we done? Yeah. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.